Hello, I'm Eagle, Eagle Gardens, Eagle Gardens 1 on Instagram, and this is Fucking Talking Shit with Eagle, episode 381. Hopefully you guys have had an amazing weekend, in particular amazing Sunday. I've got a great guest here in front of me tonight, Prometheus Soil. You may remember him from earlier this year, or last year, I should say, when we got to meet him for the first time, and what a pleasure it was. But... uh since then, he's been quite busy, and I thought I'd get him, get him back to see what's up. How you doing, brother? You want to tell, remind everybody where they can find you? Tell us how you're doing today. I'm doing awesome, actually. Uh, I am on IG. It's uh, Prometheus underscore Soil, and uh, I also have some other ventures that we'll talk about here. But uh, been having a marvelous year, actually. Uh, no problems at all. I uh, do apologize for the video quality if it's not the greatest, but, you know, we do the best we can, right? Man, I am so stoked to hear that you've had a, a great year. You know what I mean? And a lot of people, you know, with things, all things considered, myself included, it hasn't been a bad year. You, you know, I hate to say it, but I think you know, most of I've been happy, so... Uh, you want to just jump into it or you want to you, oh, you go ahead, man. How you want to lead this off? Let's see how you've been doing. I, I mean, seriously, how you been? I mean, other well, than cannabis, how's, how's life for you? Uh, life is, I'm life's bitch, man. I work every freaking day, but I have no complaints every Friday. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I work in medical and uh, COVID's been my friend, man. It's, it's paying for a lot of things right now. So, you know, I'm not sitting there rallying COVID on, but, you know, hey, it, it does it does a thing, you know. So, but, uh, yeah, I work every day, man, 60 hours plus every week, you know, so. Man, I respect the shit out of that. Well, at my age, yeah, but, you know, thank God you can work from home, you know. It makes it a little easier, but works work nonetheless. That's yeah, I've heard that before, man. <laughs> but no, it's a little stressful, but, you know, it's what we do. And uh, it's not that big of a deal, man. But uh, I enjoy the heck out of it. I've always enjoyed this aspect of my career. But, uh, yeah, it's been really awesome, man. I mean, uh, at first I thought it was pretty much a kick in the groin, but uh, it's actually been, you know, a step up when you think about it. So I want to say hi to everybody out in the chat. Please do. Yeah. I just got back from having a marvelous freaking weekend last weekend celebrating 420, man. Uh, had the honor, and I mean true honor, man, to be hanging with some people. Uh, Canna Queen from Canna Queen Genetics, Chicha B, who was on last night, uh, Smiley's Garden, and a bunch of the guardsmen for Canna. And man, I'm telling you, the good fire weed was rolling everywhere. And uh, one of the best events I've been to. Put yours right up there with it. Uh, most people I talked to said that Demetrius brought some fire. Well, that's the thing, man. You never know when you're, you know, like myself, I don't get out. I don't go see people a lot. So, you know, there's not a lot of opportunities for me to uh, put out there and see how my, my, my product is, you know. 
So we talked about this last time at Clio. You know, I hadn't had a chance to really uh, have anybody try my weed besides me and uh, Miss Prometheus, who, you know, she's a, she's a trooper, man. She takes it just like anybody else, man. I challenge her against anybody to stand up, man. She's had to put up with a lot of fire from me. So, but uh, yeah, you don't get a chance to really try out and see how good you are. And uh, yeah, I was standing amongst a lot of heavy hitters, man. And uh, got a lot of respect and it really touched me a lot. It really uh, gave me a lot of insight to where I've come from, uh, where I'm going and uh, makes a big difference. You know, it's a big boost for your ego, but it also lets you justify and validate what you've been doing, man. Yeah, we had a great time, man. It was it was fantastic. Uh, two solid days, and it was nothing but great people. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of big egos, but everybody left them at the door. You know what I mean? And you were able to show off what you're doing, talk about what you're doing, uh, what kind of impact it's having. And it was really great to be able to take that community from IG and bring it into real life, man. So, but uh, it was really good. I needed it. I'd been working like a six week stretch every day and it was my first couple of days off. They weren't happy to see me take them, but I had to go, man. I had to be there. Yeah, I was supposed to be there myself. And the more I talk to each of you guys that have been there, I'm like, man, I, I, I really messed up by not going. Really messed up. I should have, you know, I was busy, but I should have taken time out to hang. That's for sure. Yeah, well, you, you would have enjoyed it. I mean, definitely would have enjoyed it. But, you know, you got to do what you got to do, you know. And there's, um, how many events have gone by that you were like, oh, man, I wish I would have been to that event. Or, oh, man could have that would have been something but you know i usually don't miss too many i really don't miss all the <laughs> i mean there's a few here and there but man i i love the i love the events i love the community i love everything that you you said that you found at the vet you know what i yeah. mean it's it, it's oh man it's just that for me, it's that, that break where you can just kind of let down your guard, hang out amongst good people and talk exactly. about something that you're, you're passionate about. Yeah, yeah. Truly, I truly needed it, but I, I wish I would have. Things just didn't line up, I guess. No, I understand I'm, completely, I'm so, man. I understand completely. And it's just one of those things, you know. So, so you know, um, so. I recently uh, had over 500 followers on my IG site, which, you know, probably some people think, ah, you know, 500 followers, I get that a day or whatever. But to me, it was a big deal. So, you know, I want to do something here tonight, if you don't mind, man. Oh, heck no. I want to give no. away some seats if we can do that. Uh, anytime, anytime. You know how much I like to give with me. Yeah, but we won't make it. We won't make it too crazy, here. man. We won't make it too wild here. You know, we want to have some fun here tonight. Appreciate that. I'm sure everybody else does too. Still working on getting my doobie rolled up. I wasn't ready. Was yeah, ready. well, get that sucker going, man. Come on. Just a spin away. Just a spin away. No, I hear you. I'm in the number two already, man. So. 
Yeah. Now, no, I feel, the, uh, now I definitely the, feel like I'm slacking. Yeah, no, no, I understand. <clears throat> Let me see if I can share my screen here, see how good I am here. If I can do it, I'm going to uh, see if I can show you a couple garden picks real quick. Here, let me, uh, there you go. You should be able to share now. I have to All okay right. it. Zoom's a butthead. Let me see what I can do here. Uh, all right. Uh, let me see here. We'll see if that comes across. Give it a second here for the delay. I can't really tell. Can you see it? I can. What well, I'm curious, what what's the two the thing hooking the two earth boxes together? Is that just a lock that kind of keeps them together, or what's that? Right do? there. Yep. That's a temp stick. That just gives me my indications for my temperature and my humidity. So it, it works pretty well. It's nice. It works off the Wi-Fi, so I could check anywhere. That's uh, Northern Lights number five times White Widow on the left and some strawberry cough on the right. Those sound very delicious. Yeah, they're only into like the second week of uh, flower right now, but they're doing their thing. What size uh, totes are we, or pots are we looking at? Where we looking oh, those at are 27 gallon, man, but they feel like 100 pounds when they've got, you know, the rocks on the bottom and uh, the layers of the dirt. And, you know, they'll retain moisture, man. That's the one thing I like about them is they retain a core of moisture down in the lower areas. And uh, they really do a good job of uh, keeping the moisture up to where every two days I'm putting approximately half a gallon of water in which is not bad. So this is uh, Afghani right here, and this is uh, train wreck. And these man, are some, always, I, go ahead, man. I was gonna say, I always love me some train wreck. It's always mm -hmm. a good heavy hitter in my book. I'm a classic guy, man. I'm really big about the, the classic strains, you know? Uh, this is some jack hair. I had one that hermed on me, but you know, that happens. It was right after I flipped the flower. And then over here is some blue dream also. So, uh, I'm really big on the classic strains. Really big. So, uh, what I'm planning on doing is I'm doing a little bit of a, a dabbling into some breeding. Ah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I'm a, I'm a former veteran and um, I think it's important that people like veterans are able to have free access or ready access to their medic medicine when they need it. And I want to be able to put some gear out there that'll allow people to uh, start learning how to grow on their own. And it's not going to cost them an arm and a leg to do it, you know, and just some basic genetics that will give them the relief that they want, you know, and it's not going to cost them an arm and a leg to figure out what works for them, what doesn't work for them. So now I guess I can finish the story. I kind of, I kind of teased it a little bit. Go ahead, man. Go ahead. No. Shirt. Oh, I got shit all over my shirt. Look at that. That's, nice, that's, man. It is. It's not a lot of shirt to get stuff on, but you did it, man. 
<laughs> I managed to get toothpaste <laughs> all over that thing. Yeah, you did awesome. good, man. So uh, I was basically this is how we got back to Prometheus soil. Yeah, uh, I was in. I was in getting some my shirts printed up, and the gentleman, uh, uh, Ultimate Exposures, uh, Randy there, we get talking about uh, cannabis a little bit. He's asking me, you know, about the show, and hands me some cards. He's like, yeah, I met this guy as well, and he hands me a card, and it says, uh, vets are seeds for vets. Or vets for seeds, one of the two. I had the car. It, I meant to grab the car. It's in my truck. Yeah, it's boots to roots. <laughs> boots to roots. There you go. Mm-hmm. And I think, man, I, I love the idea of this. You know, I love supporting vets and cannabis. You know, I feel that I've always said that, you know, cannabis helps vets quite a bit. But, man, the, the risk that they have, you know, a lot of them risk it, you know what I mean? They they risk their benefits and all that shit to to have cannabis. So yep. and I think it's the much better medicine than a lot of stuff that uh yeah. are unfortunately offered. So it didn't take but a half a second to look at that card and go, Yeah, this is something I wanna <laughs> I wanna help, you know what I mean? I wanna see if I get these guys on the show. So well, I I I make the call. I make the call, and who do I get? I, I, I start going through my normal show spiel. Hey, I, I got this card, and I, I'd like to get you on the show. And the voice on the other side pretty much says, "Ah, shut the hell up, Eagle. <laughs> I recognize your voice. This is fucking Prometheus soil." Yeah, and I was like, "Wow, that's pretty awesome." So. Tell us a little bit about Boots Roots, how that got going, and uh, what's going on there. Well, like I said, you know, I I got back into cannabis myself. Uh, A lot of it had to do with, uh, you know, from when I was in my teenage years, I suffered a lot of depression then, uh, PTSD from the military service. And it's something I never really understood until I got into medical myself and you can start applying some of your knowledge to what you do and what happens to you. And I started realizing I have these things going on in my life and I've gotten myself diagnosed with it. But um, I realized there's a lot of people not as fortunate as me to be able to have the resources I have. And you know, there's a lot of threats out there now where they're starting to look at taking away medical from people or the ability for caregivers to be as readily available to their patients and their clients, you know. So um, I wanted to do something back because I know how much it has benefited me, but I'm not about trying to make money off of this. You know, it's not what it's about. You know, it's not like, hey, there's a great market. You know, there's people that need uh, we can make some money off this. That's not what this is about. What it's about is, you know, giving back. Um, I want to try to take as much middleman as I can out of it so that there's not a lot of overhead so that any cost burden will come off of me, you know, the cost of the grow, the cost of the genetics to get started. But I'm looking at trying to sell it like $2 a bean, man. 
to get out the people's hands so they can get in there and say, you know, I'm not going to be held up by the cost of genetics. You know, this isn't going to be, you know, cannabis cup genetics, man. You know, if you want that, go pay a hundred bucks, go pay 150 bucks for tens of beans, you know, and you might get there. But if you want, you know, good medicine that'll get to you, this is what I'm trying to put out there. And anything that I make off of it, I want to either just support the site or be able to show that I'm giving back to veterans on a monthly basis, you know? It's not about, you know, myself. It's about helping other people. So, you know, there's a lot of ways you can help by just saying, well, I'm not just putting that out there. I'm trying to give back whatever I get off of it out there also. So it might piss off some people, you know, putting, you know, low budget gear down there, but I don't want price to be the thing, you know? You know, you go to an event like I did last week, man, people are giving stuff away to you, you know, here, take this, take this, you know, that's the way this community is, man, it's giving. So I want to keep that spirit going on, but that's what uh, that was all about. This is an idea that I've been doing for a while. And those cards, I had those uh, printed on the fly before Clio last year. So my big thing is right now is just getting to learn how to put a site together where I can have availability, but I'm still a ways out. You know, I'm growing those plants down in my garden right now to test out the cultivars, see how they taste, how they are, you know, and then I'll go ahead and decide what I'm looking for pheno wise from what I'm seeing right now and pick out what I want on my next run with those and I'll breed with those. I'm probably going to uh, cross them with the skunk male. So what do you think, man? I think it's awesome, man. It's definitely a cause. I think a lot of people should help get behind some, even some breeders, you know, that uh, actually have some maybe testers or something like that to you know, maybe possibly donate to the cause and help, you know, get things rolling. You know, I would definitely I think be behind it, rolling. but they got to, they got to understand, man, it's not about profit, you know, anything I make off of it, besides maybe like 10% goes back to feeding the cost of the site, you know, and that's it. I don't want to make a single penny off of this, man. I don't want to make a single penny. You know, and I think that way you keep it pure, you keep it honest, and you're doing it for the purpose only. And you don't start thinking about cutting corners to save dollars here or anything like that, you know? Holy shit. Keith and, uh, Keith and Chief says we need to put out some heart and prayers for uh, Stony Baker MD, who... Uh, Try to shout out every night. He says he had a stroke and is uh, currently in a coma. Oh God! So, yeah, That's everybody, not good. please. Yeah, send prayers, man. Hearts and prayers. Please, hate to hear that. Man, for real. Yeah, but that's what boots to roots is, man. It's just a thing that's from coming from my heart, you know, and I'm not obsessing over it in the sense that I'm, you know, I can't dedicate every minute I'm doing, you know, I mean, I, I work 60 plus hours a week, man, but you know, um, 
I'm actually what I'm going to do is I'm going to run some uh, probably 12 week, maybe even 14 week strains here. And it'll give me some time to back off the garden for a while. And then I can concentrate on learning how to do WordPress and shit. So I've always been that kind of person where if I need to do something, I'll learn to do it myself and I'll figure it out. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's, I definitely love the idea and uh, definitely behind you 100%. Any, anything I can help you with along the way, brother, feel free to ask, man. Don't, yeah, we're don't getting there. think twice. Yeah, I've got logos made up and I've got stuff, you know, laid out. But, you know, I want to take it slow. I don't want to rush to it and fuck it up because it's, you know, an urge to get there and be there. You know, I'd rather do it correctly get some uh, ties out there to some organizations where I could start pushing money. I want to show on a monthly basis, man, how much we're putting out, you know, how much is given back to organizations, you know, it makes people feel good about it then, you know? So when you think about it, it's like practically giving the gear away, you know? That's pretty awesome, man. That's pretty awesome. I'm glad that you, you, had the the heart and the sense to put something together or the want to put something together like this cheers to you brother for real thank you man thank you but you know it's i'm not the kind of person that looks to try to get the light shine on them it's not about me man you know what i mean no it's about it's about what you're trying to do your heart's in the right place and yeah you know in order for the thing to work be honest with you prometheus People have to know how to, you say, don't put the spotlight on me. People need to know how to reach out and, you know, get a hold of you. If they need the help with the genetics, the people yep. need to know how to know about what you're doing. So if there are breeders, wink, wink, I see a couple in the chat um, mm -hmm. who want to help out and donate a little bit of gear, you know, to keep things rolling, you know, uh, it's it's a worthy cause, you know what I'm saying? It's, yeah. When I when I did the seed adventure there for a few years, uh, the bets were always my biggest honor. I can't get over this spot up, I swear. Uh, the bets were one of my biggest honors to uh, to go see and uh, help out, man. Mm -hmm. There, I've said this story before, man, uh, about the. The uh, pamphlet, the seed pamphlet that went around a, a unit up here in northern Michigan. You know what I mean? And every time I seen that pamphlet and they'd tell me, you know, I got this I'm not from very a good brother. with the camera here, man. I'm trying to get something on. There it is. Can of clean. <laughs> Sorry, brother. I saw her in the chat. I had to I had to give a shout out. She deserves a shout out. Yeah. So, go ahead, man. I interrupt yeah, you. Go ahead. Oh, no, no. I was just saying that it was always an honor to be able to help the vets. You know, when I got the, when they, when I'd meet up with them and I'd see that pamphlet, they always, it was always the same. I got this from a brother. He said that you were a trustworthy source of, you know, good, good genetics and stuff. Yeah, I always thought it was a huge honor that I was that call. You know what I mean? There's yeah, a lot of respect yeah. in what dumb guys do. And when they call you and say, you know, somebody that they've respected spoke of you highly, then, you know, mm -hmm. got to do 
gotta live up to that. Gotta live up to that. It's always an honor to hear the stories and offer some great genetics. But you know, I'm glad your heart's in the right place. So I, I, I'd love to help get behind this and get your get the word out and help you in yeah. any kind of way because uh, I, I like I said earlier, man. I just feel like you know a lot of you guys you fight for our countries for whatever reason. If you agree with it, you don't agree with it, you still go out there and do what needs to be done. And then a lot of times when you come home with a lot of issues and this and that, you shouldn't be denied the best care. And if cannabis is the shoe that fits for the best care versus a lot of these other medications that, you know, have so many other side effects, then that should be top of the list. You shouldn't be an issue of, oh, you're going to lose everything you fought for. Yeah, and this. Yeah, no, that shouldn't. That's not a. That shouldn't be a thing. It shouldn't even. That shouldn't even be a forethought. I mean, that no, no, no. There's there's a lot no. of things in this world that are backwards, man, and that's one of them. You know, people like that, they shouldn't have to question that sort of thing. When you think, you know, you give up your rights, you give up your ability to make your own decisions for a period of your life. You get sent to shitty places to do shitty things. And shitty things happen to you, man. And, you know, you shouldn't have to worry about that on the backside, you know? I, I agree 100%. So, I'm, like I said, I'm glad that there's folks out there like yourself that are, you know, trying to get around, get around and do the proper thing. Yeah, I, you know. This is something that I'm trying to take, uh, you know, the proper steps with it. I want to, you know, test this gear out. I want to see what works. I mean, I don't want to throw out a whole bunch of crap. You know, I want to make sure there's stuff that's got viability there. So, you know, before I could put my own stuff out, yeah, it's going to take a little bit. But, you know, if somebody wanted to join in and throw something out there, I would love to start, you know, have a kick in the ass to get me motivated, get the site up, you know. So I can definitely see that happening. So are there uh, any strains in the works currently? For what? Are there any ladies uh, already impregnated? impregnated? Is there oh, no, not intentionally yet. You know, if anybody got pregnant down there, man, it was on their own volition. You know how they are, man. But no, I had, um, I, I just got done running this stuff. Um, I only came across two males out of about 30 beans. I had one herm on me. So, you know, and I had to, uh, ended up pitching, I think like five or six plants. So, you know, in order to get what I wanted to grow out. And I've got one right now that's already peaking beyond 40 inches tall. That's one of those uh, NL5 times White Widow crosses. So is the NL uh, White Widow, does it have any of that pine to it at all? I'm getting a lot of the rubbery, but that's sometimes that's where your pine will come out from also. See, that's another thing I'm looking to do. I want to talk to you about going back to like 1970s, type uh, weed stories. Can you talk those stories? Oh, not really, because in the 1970s, I was only like knee high, brother. 
All right. Well, let me let me ask you this. I understand. I understand. But this is like Michigan weed lore here, okay? Have you ever heard of a strain called monkey paw? Of course, of course. All right. So you know what I'm talking about, the Michigan angle behind it and everything, right? Pretty much. But yeah, that's my unicorn fresh others. Yeah, that's my unicorn stream, man. Because I had that stuff when I was like 16 years old, you know, going back 40 years and stuff. You know, I would love to be able to grow something like that. I've seen it in a few shops around here, but I've always doubted its authenticity, to be honest. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm chasing a dream or a memory, and it could be pretty, you know, it's shiny as I make it in my head. You know what I mean? Even that era, that good era of monkey paw, I honestly, honestly remember my father speaking of it. You know what I mean? As yep. I was crumbled growing up, them Sunday sessions with all of his buddies. Oh, man, I got some of that monkey paw. Monkey paw. And it's, that's honestly, man, I wish, you know, we could do that more nowadays, you know. But man, he used to that used to be the thing, man. This little group every Sunday, every Sunday would be that burn down. And his buddy Major would stop by. Mm-hmm. Major was always the cat, the cat with the, the music scene. You know what I mean? He always had yeah. like, the new album. The new album or what was new, new. He'd show up on Sunday with a new vinyl, mm-hmm. throw it on. And he'd, I'd be asked to go play outside, of course. Of course, man, get out of here. Crank, yeah, crank that music up to whatever was playing, you know, he, whatever major brought that that week. And, man, they would get totally just baked. Good classic sesh, man. Back yep. in the day when they had the speakers that were, like, this tall, you know what I mean? And if you wanted to go, you know, you would just drag them outside. you just throw the speaker while I traveled outside, around the world with up. a big, giant set of Harmon Carlins that were, like, four feet tall, man. <laughs> when I was in the military, everybody had that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. These little speakers, I still don't think, you know, they sound good, they're loud, but I don't believe. They had the quality as the old, you know, house speaker, the giant house speaker. Something to be said about a 10-pound magnet, you know? You know you're going to get some sound out of it. <laughs> so were you the, were you able to, I mean, was that your era? I don't mean to. Oh, hell yeah, man. Here, but no, no, no. Was, I got, uh, I got my cherry some pop. Did you monkey pop? Yeah, I got my cherry pop with uh, cannabis back in like 1974, 75. You know, I tell people that, you know, the 70s were so great with all the double albums and double live albums that would come out because, you know, the weed we got, man, it was chock full of seeds. You got lots of seeds, you know, and those double albums were really good for cleaning pot real quick, you know. So I remember breaking up a lot of half ounces and ounces on Frampton Comes Alive and uh, Silver Bullet Live, things like that, Kiss Alive. Yeah. But um, 
Yeah, I that's the time when we used to have $40 ounces that were four finger. Um, a lot of brown wheat. There was some gold, which I wonder now, how the heck did that happen, man? That was a weird pheno, huh? Definitely, definitely. You don't see too much of no, that. Evergreen hand. I've only seen it once, to be honest with you. Once when I was roughly 17-ish. Yeah, that's about the time frame. Down, yeah, bro, I moved down to Tennessee for a while and then came back up for a visit and had some some gold cannabis with her. And it, it just looked so foreign to me. I smoked it with like, I know. Function, to be honest with you. We like, looked at it weird ourselves, man. Right. Yeah, we looked at it weird ourselves, but uh, yeah, um, I was able to enjoy Monkey Paw probably like four out of five years uh, as I was going through high school. And you was always, uh, like I said, you were paying $40 ounces, but when Monkey Paw came around, they would be like, no, that's 75. And you'd be like, <laughs> this is $1,976, man, you know? That's like telling somebody, you know, what you're paying 20, you're going to be paying, you know, or 40, you'll be paying, you know, close to 100 now. But when you got a hold of it, man, was it worth it? And it was supposed to have been like originating out of like uh, Ypsilanti, Ann Arbor area. But see, here's the thing I want so, to ask uh, you. I, I want to ask you a question about old, old marijuana strains. How long do you think they grew those out? Were they always outdoor grows? Was it always the long harvest, you know? I think the long, I, for the longest time up until the 80s, wasn't it mostly outdoors? And they started being chased out of uh, the outdoors and had to go into the indoors that's why i think some of these you know long week strains are are where the key is to getting those all day highs we used to get from that stuff you know i, I agree with that i mean that's for me the sativas carry that the longer the longer run strains carry that and I, yeah. that's this area dependent though but i'm i'm a firm believer about letting my strains go the distance overall anyway here oh yeah indoors oh yeah i stopped trying to tell my plants what to do a while back man i take I my think, you know a lot of these newer growers try to go by the trichomes and you know what they hear for peak flavor and they miss out on a lot of that that swell i think a lot of Newer growers don't even know what the final week swell is all about. To be honest no, with you, that not you until you experience it, until it a little bit later. Yeah, not until you experience it. I mean, you get you get some hardness in that from uh, curing at times, but um, not the swell, man. And you got to be able to have the patience to do that. And a lot of times it's all about numbers when you're first getting into growing cannabis, you know. How many harvests can I get done in a year? After a while, you realize how many good harvests can I get out of a year? That's what it comes down to. You know, not flipping the flower right at, you know, week four, week six, whatever, you know. 
uh, on your schedule, but look at the plants and when they start to get into free flower, then you can start talking about flipping the flower, you know? But I grow nothing but regs now, so I'm always sexing my plants. You know what that's all about. Yeah, yeah. I, it's not a process that I, I might, to be honest with you. It's, you know, the more you do it, the easier it is to identify earlier and earlier. So uh, I want to ask Evergreen Hayes in chat here is asking, does Prometheus know Pinconning Paralyzer? I heard the original is gone. My dad had one point. What's it called? The pin counting paralyzer. I've heard of it too. Never no, no. See, well, you know, I, I dropped off of the weed scene in 1981 when I joined the military, man. There were a couple times I dabbled when I was in the service, but other than that, there wasn't any talk about it. I didn't hear about it. So like, there's like a dark ages for me, you know, until I got back out of the military in the early 90s. You know, and then I, I had a, you know, tech experience and was working tech jobs, making way too much money. And I was going through probably quarter pound every two weeks. <laughs> you know? <laughs> That's a good smoke, man. That's a yeah. That's fun. That's a puffin, man. We it's were puffin. we were dedicated, man. We were dedicated. This was when I was in my late twenties, early thirties. Yeah. I'm. I mean, I'm. I'm. I'm there. I'm there. I appreciate it. I mean, I'm probably right about at that pace currently. To be honest. Well, I don't. I don't Which, keep count during the day. You know what I mean? I. I just. You know, treat each day as a different day, right? Right. Well, it's <laughs> you don't even worry about it any after you've grown for a while. I mean, to yep. put a number on what I smoke, I don't even want to think. I don't want to exactly. even think about it. To be honest with you, mm -hmm. then I'd have to put some kind of number or dollar amount on it. That would be staggering. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's just it, though. You know, what would it fetch? You know, that's another question too, right? Well, you know, we talked about this the other day, and that's the you know actual buying of it too. And it's and once you start growing it, and you realize how much you're saving, and then what you were paying for before you started growing, it's like, oh mm -hmm. man, this is a joke. I used to think oh. this was really good. <laughs> now I have never stepped inside a dispensary, man, and I hope I never have. And that's never, one of my, no, and that's one of my goals, man. That's one of the reasons why I want to help out veterans, man. I don't want them to have to be a slave to that. You know, it's not the best quality going through there, and that's because it's a numbers game, man. You know? They don't offer that much. A lot of them do, thankfully, offer vets some, some sort of discount. Thank goodness for that. Can you even go inside these days, man, with the coof or what? I don't know. I haven't been in so long, to be honest with you. See, that's what I'm the last saying. Time I actually, the actually time, last time I actually went to a 
an actual provisioning center, yeah, not a club. You mm-hmm. know, I, I I pop into Vehicle City <laughs> occasionally. Excuse me, mm-hmm. when I'm in uh, Genesee County area, visit friends and see what you know. Some caregivers are running and have offered. There are some great caregivers that offer some amazing product there. Yeah. So why not pop in and support a local caregiver? That's the way yeah. I see it. From the mm-hmm. I'm going to support a caregiver before <laughs> before I go to the provisioning center. The mm-hmm. last time was it was probably right about what it was. You know what I mean? Yeah. I pulled up. It was uh, right on the highway, right off the highway. Might as well have been a drive-through. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No, I couldn't go in. They ran out, ran right out to the truck, took my money, ran in, ran back. I never got to look at any of the product. It was uh, a laminated menu with a crayon, basically. Wow. Yeah, serve what you want. Yeah. Uh, uh. You give it to the lady and she runs off and, the, and grabs it and comes back. And it's like, uh, and it was exactly what you would think you would get from like say a tribe through type service. What do they what do they uh what they say in the movies about the drive through, they always fuck you in the drive through. They always that, fuck you much. in the drive through, man. <laughs> That's what I got, man. That's what I got. I got. They give you the through. They give you shitty made food now and no napkins, sons of bitches. <laughs> like, uh, what am I supposed to do, is, man? Wipe my face with a bag? <laughs> what the hell, man? <laughs> it's more or less wipe my tears with the bag. Because, no man, I, I actually, it was bad, man. I got. Yeah, they definitely got me the pre-rolls, the couple pre-rolls I got because uh, I forgot to accurately judge the trip with my pre-rolls. You know what I mean? I was headed back. I've, ride, I've heard basically. your pre-roll stories, man. I like your pre-roll stories. <laughs> usually, usually they're quick disappointment within five minutes, right? <laughs> yeah, it was terrible. And I had bought both the the, you know, the regular, which I it was a blue dream ten dollar, and then yeah. I got what was they were calling their fire stick. Ooh, the fire stick, and that was I believe the blue dream, and it was supposed to be like a moon rock. It was supposed to be the blue dream, and then it was supposed to be rolled in blue dream oil, and then rolled in blue dream keef. It was oh, it was terrible. It was actually worse. They, we fucked with your weed ter- so many terrible ways. Terrible pre-world. <laughs> it was terrible. Yeah, so I don't, unless you have to grow your own, grow yeah. your own, and accurately judge your trip. Yeah. <laughs> nah, I hear you, man. I hear you. I, uh, like I said, I swore off the, the idea that I would uh, go into a dispensary. Let's see if I can't show off a little of my uh, wares here. Find something where, where, where the. Oh, man, you had brought some beautiful buds to fly off. Yeah. Last time I got to see Thank you, you man. That's, uh, that's appreciated. Get a little look there, man. That's some super silver haze. I don't trim very well because I'm a flower smoker, man, and I don't really care. You know, my bag of peel is when it's in the rolling paper. You know what I mean? 
but yeah. I took my good buds last weekend, man. I apologize. These aren't all the real classic beauties, but you can see some of the uh, frost on them there. There you go. I'm flickering all over the place here. Sorry. You get an idea. There you go. That's some uh, Afghan. I like growing, like I said, I like growing classic strains, you know. I think there's too so much what's of What's the heavy hitter in the garden currently? Currently, I think it's going to be that NL5 uh, times White Widow, man. I think that's that's going to be the big one, man. There's going to be a lot of it, too. But, yeah, it, it looks good. It's got great structure. Yeah, I'm already having to uh, turn one over and start growing horizontal with it. I'd say it's probably about 40, 42 inches tall right now. Nice. Yeah, I've dealt with nice. that, though, man. I, I dealt with that with the purple haze. That got to be almost about 60 inches tall, man, you know. See it in flower or veg right now at that height? Um, we're in the stretch. You know, I mean, All that's right. the that's the only real bitch about the way I grow is with my containers. I try to grow a couple plants per container. Okay, so it's like loading up the bus. You want to try to get as much onto the bus as you can. You don't want to be staggering too much, and you know. I like to just do my hard work on a couple days and the rest is pretty much lazy gardener, you know? So, you know, to be honest with you, that's what I, I really admire about the totes in the, the earth boxes. Yeah. If I were to like go full bore, which would be crazy at this point, man, I've got so many, so many pots on pots on pots around here from the many stages and years of growing, man. I think I've got like, 50 fabric pots, 50 fucking air pots. Uh, just you nice. alter the things to switch over to like heavy, you know, the heavy buckets or, you know, something yeah. or even toads would be almost insane. <laughs> I can see the value in it. I love the way they like, like the way in your tent there in your little area, how nice and tight that was. Yeah. You know, two per to container seems to be about the right, you know, and everything, like I said, a nice tight, you know, space where nothing's being wasted in the tent. I can appreciate that. I try to make it as simple as I can on myself. Uh, I don't want to have to be devoting the entire day. I like to go down there, but I like it to be looking, maybe defoliating, but the hard work, I've got to mix up amendments here this week. But that's, you know, I'm going to do it for six containers, you know, boom, get it done. And then uh, I'll move on, to, you know, getting my soil ready to sit for another eight weeks, you know, before I'll be ready to pop that into flower. And that's all I use those containers for is for flower. I don't use them to veg in that much. I veg for one week post transplant and then flip them right to flower, man. But they're, you know, they've been through sexing and they're probably four to six weeks in a two gallon pot already, you know? So, you know, I had 27 of those in an eight by four and it was pretty, it was getting there. 
you know? So you can't, unless you've got the real estate and really have it set up nicely, it's hard to really go through and do any real serious pheno hunting or anything like that, you know? It would be a, it's still, I, I can, I'm telling you, I can appreciate everything being all nice and tight in them tents. I always yep. look at them pots and, and that bare spot thing. Uh, or something right there. Even yeah. if it's like, you know, a three gallon on a three gallon empty pot. You know what I mean? Double stack to make up that. Oh, I hear you. There. I hear you, man. But see, with, with, with almost 30 gallons of soil, you can actually work a little environment in each one. You know? And I'm able to maintain uh, root structure from one grow to another. So it's like a little biosphere in each container. But 30 gallons so, seems to be the ticket, man. They got to have enough space and enough to where they can ride out for eight weeks with just the best possible opportunities, you know? My potting soil is nothing to sneeze at either, man. It's, it's you know, I, I trick it up a little bit. And it's the stuff I pull out from the other, the pots after they're grown. So whatever leftover amendments is going into my potting soil, it's just tweaked down, that's all. available first up first up availability i would think you pass them a little more microbes to the new it's stuff. awesome man it's after doing this for two years now it's really working really great i have no complaints at all and it's not that labor intensive either Do you use uh, any kind of uh, secret sauce on top of the <laughs> soil? Are you using any teas or anything no, like the lights? No, I actually, I got to where I'm using, um, the, the worst part about making teas for me was using molasses in it. And it was just sticky, nasty, hard to work with. So I actually said, screw it. I got flake molasses and I put it right into the soil. So it's in there now. I don't have to worry about that aspect. But what I do is I add microbes, man. I'm big, big, big about microbes. You've got to get that those amendments usable for the plant. And that's how I do it. I give them a micro feeding every week. Where do you actually pick up some like molasses flakes? Like, can you pick it up in person? Because that yeah, sounds very appealing to me. I actually use molasses, a lot of molasses anyway, uh, mm -hmm. throughout my whole face, through beds, through flour, all through that face. Yeah. But no, like I, you said, it can be it can be messy. It can be messy. I hate it. I hated it, man. And I said there's got to be I a better mix way. up my water and just like, yeah, throw in some flakes and be done with it. Just give it an extra minute to soften up the flakes and let them dissolve. I put it into the soil. Route. I put it into the soil. I let let them work on it all the time instead of having to mix it up or do anything to it. Let it let let it be worked on in the soil itself. That's what I do. I put in roughly uh, two cups into each uh, tote there. You know, and I got you know my mine's a uh, subcool mix with a little bit of coots and um a little bit of medically fit i'm really in tune with what he's doing i love what he does with soil um but you know 
when you get to a certain point, it's just about tweaking here and tweaking there. I don't think I have too much that I have to mess around with. You know, it's definitely a super soil. It definitely needs to sit for a while to let things uh, start to work so that it's not extremely hot. But, uh, and I've tried to use it quick and you, you know, literally you'll get burned. You know, your plants will for a little bit, but uh, you learn to do things in a, in a cycle. But yeah, I'm very big about listening to the plants, man. So I figure on eight to nine weeks to flower, but if it takes 10 or 11, that's what it takes. I used to, uh, actually when I used to super soil, I'd always leave a nice, super hot mix in the bottom and then leave a layer of my like older mix in the on top so it'd be like yeah. a hot layer and like a two inch layer of my old stuff then i transplant in some newer gentler stuff sometimes maybe even just older stuff yeah i'm always adding biochar and uh, worm castings along with the other amendments that i put in you know and i like to get in there with uh i used to homebrew so i have a shitload of grain that's been, you know, in uh, food saver bags, you know, for forever, but it's all sealed up. And I do is I take it out and I crack it and I throw stuff, uh, a couple cups of that in there also. And that helps out with the microbes too. Do you brew it all? No, just throw it in. I get huh? some barley it grows on it sometimes, but I'm like, oh, well, cover crop a <laughs> little bit. <laughs> But I do all kinds of stuff like rice hulls. Uh, let me see what else. Hummus is a big thing, man. I think a lot of people miss out on the benefit of that. It's a nice medium grade for aeration. I like the way it works. I hate uh, perlite. But, you know, I always get it in my M3 mix. You know, I've always gotten it in that. So I just scoop it off the top, you know. You know, I I spoke of, because I've got so many different soils or I, it's it's hard for me to call them soil. I guess because there's so much stuff that's not naturally in soil. You go up and uh -huh. dig up, you know, in your yard. It's, it's not a lot of that shit. But uh, I do have, uh, I think it's like four pots, the big, the big cans here. I got four of those cans full of uh, the M3, bag M3 in each one of those. I like that soil. Uh, it's, a, it's a nice base. You know, everything is green. They look good. They grew up pretty well. But again, the only thing I didn't like about the M3, you know, and plants are happy. They seem to be loving it, but I don't like the, the perlite. The, the yeah. Perlite. That's it. Yeah. That's, I, um, that's I, the only I, downside. I came into a, a large cache of Bio 365, and I'm looking forward to adding that into my mix to start to slowly purge out the perlite. But yeah, perlite serves a purpose. You know, it's just one of those things, man, you know. Kind of like the seagulls of the beach you know what i mean they, they serve a purpose they're annoying but you know wouldn't be the beach without them anyway you know it's a way to look at it i guess <laughs> yeah. 
The only one that I haven't got to, I've been looking to get in here, the, the Detroit Nutrients uh, Water Only. I want to try that uh, in this this uh, this run as well. But Water Only? Yeah, the Detroit Only, Detroit Nutrients Water Only. Yeah, I've tried his worm castings. They're fantastic, man. I love his products. I think he's a great guy. He's, he's really a nice guy. Uh, and I'm all about local, man. All about helping out local. You know? So let me put something out here, man. Um, I know I mentioned seeds before. What I'm going to tell people to do is just send me a DM on my um, Instagram. And um, I'll go ahead and uh, pick a, have Miss Prometheus pick five winners. But the special thing is if anybody can figure out what my very first handle on IG was and send it to me in a DM, the first person to do that, I'll send them 10 green crack fem seeds. That's a okay. score. If you can figure out the Prometheus history there, I'll throw that out to it. Fantastic to see your beautiful guitars in the background. Yeah, I'm not playing right now, man. My hands are beat up. I'm on the computer all day, every day, man. So, <laughs> well, I, I don't believe they were asking for that. I think they just wanted to take a look to see what you had hanging there. Oh, um, I have uh, that's Ibanez, and I really love the Mother of Pearl uh, inlay around it. Uh, this is one of the latest ones. It's a 59 uh, reissue Epiphone. It's got all the original 59 pickups and wiring and capacitors and such. And that, I don't know if you can see the Telecaster there. That's a custom that I picked up uh, uh, from a person, but it's a custom made uh, Telecaster with some real nice pickups and a beautiful mech on it. So. But I play bass, I play guitar, but not as much as I'd like to. Well, you Never obviously take it man. serious to have those gems hanging behind you. That's yeah, for sure. but they're, they're, they're there for me to do if I want, you know what I mean? And there's been a few times where it's just been, man, I need a few minutes here, you know? Do what you got to do. But yeah, like I said, you know, it affords me the ability to do some things, so. It's like beautiful. Well, I don't think you should keep things hidden away either. You know, they they look nice. You know. But that's just my opinion, Bob. So, when is the next event that I could possibly run into Prometheus? Well, oh, it would be extremely likely. It would be on the uh, four twenty Expo up at Mount Pleasant. Man, definitely going to be there. It's close enough. That's in June, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's not far. That's not far for me. No, and we're going back up north again in September where we were before. So, I mean, you know, that's a definite, man. It's a whole week we can definitely connect together on that, you know? I just seen a cat yesterday in... Uh, the Walmart across the lake there. 
uh, mm-hmm. with a Bigfoot with a Bigfoot Lodge T-shirt on. That almost ran over there. Hey man. Yeah, I want, we want to go to that Get event it, too. Ass, man. Yeah, we want to go to that Who's event that? too. That's a fun one, man. We should definitely make it up that way. I couldn't do it last year because it was uh, we were you know raging through everything and I had to work, 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 work. So. Understand and respect that. Well, it is what it is, man. You know, I, I used to work my ass off when I worked in the hospital. It's you know, working from home. It's like going to school online, man. Everybody thinks it's easy, but they give you twice as much to do, really. You know, and if you're set to work a certain time and you know things aren't done, it's like, hey, I'm supposed to be getting off, and they're like, and what's your point, you know? <laughs> You've got to get this work done, man. <laughs> so, you know, you can't say no. That's the only bad thing about it. I don't really have a lot of ability to say no, except for, you know, ethical things. So, you know, run into that kind of stuff. But, you know. So, I think I might have asked you this before, but yeah. uh, how is the current. Uh, view of cannabis in the medical industry is it are we starting to make a little bit of headway Uh, Um, you know physicians starting to at least open up and consider it in some aspects in a more general general way i don't think you're going to see anything done study-wise that's going to be um super dramatic unless they're really going to try to push for federal legalization you know, but it's still not accepted because it can't be um, scrutinized enough and uh, homogenized. In order for them to be embracing it, it has to be homogenized. And what I mean by that is I have to have you grow it the same way I grow it so that it comes out the same way, the same way Budweiser brews in St. Louis and down in Florida. You know, all these different places are able to brew the same beer, the same way, the same taste every time. That's the only way you're going to see it probably approved for medicinals if they can replicate it. Unless you take like just the THC. You know, well, or whatever, said, you know, whatever the pharmaceuticals other that they dish out aren't, don't affect us all in the same way. Mm-hmm. You know, I you might. I said, but that being said, though, I mean, you, I, I can, uh, I can appreciate what you're saying there. So there's mm-hmm. some type of, you know, common ground to work off of. There. It has to be. But the common ground that you currently have has, you know, has such a wide variety of effects on each individual as much as cannabis would have, and yep. any, you know, coming from a variety of gardens. I think the yep. risk is really the same, to be honest with you. As well, far as I'm just saying what it would things. take because you have to have some level of purity. You have to have some level of consistency. Now, now let me now let me give you my little uh, counter note about that. Okay. You're hearing about a lot of problems with vaccines right now. We're having these little uh, unexpected side effects. You see what I'm saying? 
and you got four different versions and you're how are you supposed to feel when you go with something like that and think which one should i get you know the one that one that might give me a stroke the one that might give me blood clots which one you know or the one that they haven't told me yet is the one they're going to pull next week you know that's the bitch about it that's what i'm saying is we don't have that kind of purity like if i were to if i were to prescribe have like let's say you got prescribed uh just a simple thing like a benadryl you're going to get the same thing on the west coast as you are on the east coast it's a common thing this is how you make it this is what you use you know you don't get some wild variation you don't get like santa cruz benadryl you know what i mean well and so, you, you walked into this you i know this. no I, I can walk right back out man but go ahead no 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 i well you just spoke of like i don't even like to talk say the words but that the vaccine the four the four different varieties and mm -hmm. you know the problems that they're having with it cannabis i don't care if it's you know west coast benadryl yeah i don't feel like I, you know, lives will be lost if, in a rush you know what i mean and you know here we talk about these four possibilities i'm not even going to say anything but more than that but yeah. they haven't been tested and doctors across the country are like come here <laughs> you know what i mean and yeah. can't be, you know the research isn't there the, even though you're saying that it's you know genetically you know pure or you have an even ground it isn't tested it isn't that's uh, a whole nother subject whole yep. nother subject i don't want to go mm -hmm. down but i understand i'm just you know basically um i think you know i understand about what you're saying about you know the consistency the nice have a nice consistency but i guess what my question moreover was you know mm -hmm. are they at least starting to wake up to the possibilities and then I want to also throw this on there because you threw on, and I know this is a big part of it, until yeah. at least the government says that they're able to, you know, at least prescribe it freely, mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And not, yeah. and not have to worry about losing their license and mm -hmm. all that other stuff that they risk, just like anybody else, yeah. that they can, you know, necessarily feel good about prescribing it but within that same aspect this is where i worry about and i've said this from the beginning and i know this is a little bit of fear mongering mm -hmm. but since you know how the system works maybe you can see this point as i do i know how part of the system Wait, works <laughs> i'm scared to death of uh wreck uh, to be honest with you i want to see that step square i'm scared of wreck Mm -hmm. being pushed forward as fast as it is i'm more along the lines with like captain 420 there where it should just be de you know just taking off the books not just decrim you know decriminalize it shouldn't even be on the books not just mm -hmm. we're gonna make it wreck with regulations it should just be off the books completely yeah. but what i'm worried about here is you know the wave of wreck comes across and it gets legalized I don't even mm -hmm. think that's going to put doctors in the position that we're talking about there where they can prescribe it. You know what I mean? And be working with it on a medical point. I, that's just recreational. 
And I want to see it. I've said this before. I I would have loved to see the medical wave go coast to coast before. Yeah. What I'm afraid of with the recreational now, everybody can smoke it. Well, God, and then we're already seeing this here in Michigan. Well, yep. why do I need a card for? Why yep. do I need a card for? I can go to, I can, you know, well, you need a card to keep the numbers up. So research can be done with exactly. the, as the cards are dwindling as the research side of it, they're going to be like, yeah, see, I told you they're potheads. As soon as they got out their way, no more medical cards. We need exactly. funding. We need numbers. You know, we, they were slowly building. I had you know, mine. as this pushed and then as medical as rec came back, the medical cards and funding are going like this as far as medical research with James. I have my that card. Scares me. And I told you, man, I will never step inside a, a provisioning center. I even even though I'll never step inside one, I still have my card because I support what it means. You know, and you got you gotta be able to stand behind what you are believing in. And if it means, you know, paying out a certain amount of money just to say, yeah, I believe in this, that's what it has to be done, man, you know? It's like Smiley's already pointing out there. It's already kind of going in that way here in Michigan because of the money, as you're pointing out. Uh, it's just easier for them. There's less uh, uh stipulations for a, yep. a rec row they don't have to you know screw you know be as clean basically there's you know there's less testing it's easier for them to get their product through on the recreational side and you know why mess do with whatever they medical want. growing when yeah we'll go rec a lot of medical grows here in michigan have already switched over to the rec side yeah there's a, medical. Yeah. there's a lot of room there's a lot of room to you know wiggle room about stuff from that yeah compared to medical a lot i agree man and you know here's the thing i think they're going to be putting it out there more as an essential thing to keep everybody in a more of a pacified way you know because you know when when it, when it was hitting hard last march liquor stores were still open and it took them about what three days to realize they better reopen the recreational at least if not medical you know because there were a lot of people there it was the medical was still open it was recreational i think that got closed down didn't it yeah yep yep took them three days to realize yeah people are going to burn us down if we don't open back up i didn't say that i'm sorry uh they were going to well, you this know <laughs> This is another aspect, too, that I, you know, I encourage people as far as being able to keep them numbers up as mm -hmm. well. But there's other aspects of having that medical card that is a plus as well. And I don't think people view this as well as in, in that whole grand scheme of things is, you know, as now it's wreck, you know, it cannabis stays in your system for a long fucking time. Oh, I know this, bro. I know, know this, that. man. I, yeah. I, I, I know. I, I know you know this, but yes, conversation Conversation. You know, uh, you go out and you're smoking every day, recreational, recreational. You don't yeah. get hurt on the job. And a lot of policies have not changed. Now, company policies have not changed. You get hurt on that job, you get you go to the doctor. 
a lot of times you're still going to be asked for that blood test or whatever. Well, see, that's the purposes. thing. Here's what it is, Eagle. They don't test you before. They just say, no, that's all right. Come on in. If you have an accident, though, if you have a car accident or anything like that or an accident on the job, there will be a blood test given and then we'll know what's going on. There you go. When that That's comes back with cannabis in your system, they are going to, at one point, just like they would find anything else in your system, oh, yeah. go, woof, we're not going to pay for this. Yeah. Because you were neglectful and you had alcohol or drugs in your system. That both, like, both of them, I can say, are recreational and you shouldn't have them in your system while you're working because, in their view, it alters your, your view of things. You know what well, I mean? It's, Shouldn't it's, um, operate machinery or whatever. Yeah, but it's not excreted it out of your system as quickly. Out. It's not excreted out of your system as quickly as some other things are. Right, right. But now say if you're smart and you're helping out with the system, you still have your medical card, at least you have some <clears throat> rights as a medical patient to have it into your system. It is my medicine. I am treating myself. I have HEPA rights. You know what I mean? Uh, you have a leg to stand on with an employer, why it's in your system, not, well, hey, man, I've been partying all week. You know, fuck, who gives a shit? And it's still in my system. But if you just, approach your employer with the same problem, you just said the magic word, though, man. Card, you just said the magic words. Who who gives a shit? Because they're going to tell you, hey, it's at will, man. And we're not really as at will right now with you as we'd like to be, you know, and that's what they'll do. You know, pay the price, whatever it is, you know, to not have to see Eagle again. Bye, Eagle. And that's what will happen, man. But you can still say, yeah, but I have the right to do it. And you do. You know, not going to argue with you about that, but they're that's what they're going to say. They're just going to be like, no, nope, you're too much of a risk now. Maybe so, maybe so. But, but my you question know, is least, this. Here's this. You no, know, you can't be denied. You, If you they find cannabis in your system and you do get fired for that injury, if you did it or whatever or whatnot, they still can't deny you unemployment because of termination because of cannabis yeah well i don't want to have to figure out whether or not unemployment's doing a good job of doing their job or not you know what i mean i'm just saying as well there's there's more of a room to fight and you, you know, know these guys like don't I have a good track well, record <laughs> uh, i'm always willing to go the man to fight for my cannabis right so you know what i'm I saying man have. you know what i'm saying I'm with you 100%, but it's just the way they look at it now, it's not even worth it. They would rather take in the uh, possibility of a functional stoner than to put the bar up and say, no, we're not going to take a chance. We're not going to do anything. You know, it's just there's not enough room to be selective. You know, there's not enough people coming to the door saying, hey, I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you about a job. You know, there's too much demand out there, man. If you knew, if you knew how much of a bonus some nurses are making right now, it would choke you, man. 
I, I can only imagine. And you guys deserve it. You know what I mean? You guys are risking a lot right now. Well, I'm not going to risk. Popular. I'm not going to risk bedside for that, man. That's not me. I'm too old for that shit. I just say, hey, I'm I'm a risk myself, man. I can't be hanging around asking them how they're doing. You know, I rather do it by the phone. That's a good distance for me. That's what I call social distancing, right there. <laughs> uh, you're still in a cog into my much needed system. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Work from home is a blessing, man. I love it. I feel like I'm in prison sometimes, but, you know, hey. I go walk the yard, you know. Well, I bet you. I bet you that prison has at least has some rocking jams playing all day. That you didn't get. <laughs> If I um, were in your shoes, man, I'd be rocking out all day while I was typing it out. Some people will appreciate this. Uh, I don't have to worry about the asshole in the next cubicle because that's me. I'm the asshole, you know. So <laughs> if I'm playing stuff loud or uh, <coughs> whatever man it's what it is it's my office you're in my office right now man that is kind of funny you think about it potential yeah. says eagle i noticed prometheus is cheaping with some surgical claps <laughs> do you think about it that is kind of funny Work tools. <laughs> this is old school, man. We used to do this back in the day, man. You know, but yeah, I had already supply, so you know. You medical get tool being in medical tool helping you adjust your medical medicine. That's all I'm saying. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> oh yeah. Like you said, tools of the trade. <laughs> is it, man? You're familiar with it. You know what I mean. That's what it's all about. You're just familiar with it, man. Yeah. Oh, that's, Definitely. Well, you know, I think that's another thing that doesn't get used as much as it should. The good old fucking emails. I miss it. Um, that, actually, that in the Tokestone. I'll say one more thing to you, man, about what we were talking about, right? And this is more like a seed than anything else. They were actually talking about how the uh, influenza or the flu has gone away. All right. So, you know, you got your choice of a vaccine. I think the vaccine does more than just make feel, but people feel better mostly, you know. That's my own opinion. Now take your opinion. You know, you're a medical professional. But. I, you know, I, I've been really pretty much isolated, but I think if you really take care of yourself, you're going to be in pretty fair shape. You know, my girl goes into the front lines every day, man. They're always dragging her in there to be at the bedside to do stuff. So, yeah. But, you know, I do what I can, man. I help her out. You know, I help her out a lot and, you know, try to keep her straight. And, you know, she's been, she's a trooper, man. 
we're those people who uh, like to work a lot of hours in the old age, you know? Can't go anywhere. Can't do anything really yet, you know? We used to go everywhere to concerts. I go, everywhere I go, people are saying right now, right now, they can't get nobody to work. Everywhere yeah. to go. I've even YouTube, YouTube the last two days in my travels back and forth. It's actually putting out commercials telling people like that's the benefit of life is to get out there and earn get, get back, back to, to work. work. <laughs> I'm like I'm like, that's you know it's bad when your YouTube commercials are like, Yeah, yeah probably get back to work. <laughs> I'm like, it's oh because everybody's binging, man. They're binge watching shit, and that's the way they get to them. It's like you gotta hit your audience where they're at, you know. That could be. That could be the purpose there. Yeah. Well, you know, they got to stop paying people to stay home, man. There's actually new stores around me that are ready to open. Ready to open. That can't open because they can't find enough employees to have a yeah. grand opening for the place. Because they That's have a choice, man. They're being given a choice. I look at Walmart. My local Walmart doesn't even, you can't like go in and get deli items midweek. Like most are like you have the sliced up and then you have like fried foods and that part of the what? That part, that part of the deli isn't open. And I asked one day because I was hitting it. I was doing some work over on that side and they had, their strips deal is like amazing. Mm -hmm. for me, like, Go in buy a pound of strips, and it's more than like three people can eat chicken strips. Yeah, so, mm -hmm. and it just stopped. It just stopped. It was like for less than six bucks, and wow. it just stopped. And I was like thinking to myself, man, I, I'm a little later today, but I'm not that late. You know uh -huh. what I mean? And then I was just coming in earlier that. and earlier. No strips. No strips. No strips. And finally, I I stopped, and I'm like, okay, what the fuck? What the fuck, man? I'm not, you know, it's two o'clock in the afternoon. They're cutting margins, man. Strips. They're cutting and margins. They looked at me. They looked at me and said, I'd love to have chicken strips, but we can't find nobody to work. Wow. <laughs> we, we were trying to put them out on the weekends. Wow. But it's still, maybe, if you call on the weekends and at least order them, we can make them for you. But if... The best thing I can tell you is if we've got enough staff on the weekends, we make them now. But yeah. midweek, if we ain't got nobody, you ain't getting them. I'm like, wow. that is <laughs> Yeah. That is some shit, yeah. man. Well, jobs went somewhere or the people did, man. One or the other, right? It's usually the jobs story. Are there. Jobs are there. Where are the people? What do you think it's gonna take, man? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's hard, it's hard to get them off the crack of stimulus, man. You know, people keep getting paid to stay home. Yes. Well, I don't know. That's a toughie. That it's not what it takes, my friend. It's. It's what's going to happen if the lag is too deep. Yeah. Is, 
that's going to be the sad thing. If the legs Some people can't deep, hold on. Well, this well, no, well, uh, if the lag's too deep in the workforce to where they pay people at home to stay home long enough, if people stay home long enough, and employers have to struggle and struggle, what's either one or two things going to happen? Hmm. They're going to either find great employees that strive to do what they love to do and are happy to be there because they're putting out and they're getting that good feeling of yeah. work. I went out and did something. I was needed. That's one thing that messes out with people with, you know, the free money doesn't give you that that worth. It's giving yeah. you a bank worth, but it's not giving you worth. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I think when it comes down to it, that 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 person that's filling the void right now, the few that are filling stepping up and filling that void are gonna do it so well. That the employees, when when they come back and it's all gone, yeah, man, we are kicking ass currently and we're doing it with half the workforce, which means everybody's here making a lot more money. Where our profits are up, we don't need a double work staff right now. We don't need the engine running perfect, perfect. So thank you. And I've already noticed that in a lot of places, customer service is more friendly. And this is the other downside or a possibility as well. If the lag is too deep, they're going to usher in more self-serve, more AI. They're going to find ways of automation that's going to take the place. Oh, this don't need you to show up. Look at this. Johnny fucking machines hammering and shit out every two seconds. And what happens when you protest yourself out of a job, man? You protest yourself out of a job. People can't afford that, man. My, my question's always been, if you're going to raise minimum wage to 15, does that trickle up or am I just going to have to say, hey, you know, the ladder just got chunked down a bit, but, you know. Yeah, I, it, I, don't, a, I don't think people it's don't think it. about that, man. I do. <laughs> Unfortunately, I do. I hate the fact that I do sometimes. To be honest with That's crazy. I know my kids it? hate the fact that I do. It is. But that's what happens, like you're talking about, man. That's where kiosks come from. This is where automatic burger makers come from. And it's like, yeah, guess what? We figured out this guy don't call in sick. He don't fuck around. You know, he's not playing grab ass with the girls up front. And uh, he's always here. So, bye. That's why, actually, I still love what I do. It's still... You won't find that AI standing on a wall setting a truss anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> not today. You're not gonna find you're not gonna find that robot jamming under your sink to fucking no. fix a league. No. <laughs> as long as I show up, people are still happy to pay. That's right. We were talking about our uh getting our taxes done. <clears throat> and uh yeah, like you think they she gets really excited about the job she does, and I'm like, well, man, death and taxes, two constants in life, right? How bad was the tax thing as far as that? They get you on the stimulus, but really bad. No, man, things worked out. I have a very good tax accountant, takes good care of me. Um, pay your tax accountant, pay them well, they do a good job, they keep you out of jail, which is a great thing. 
And um, no, I I did okay. There's some uh, special rules out there in that. So, um, you know, defer, defer, defer is the usual term. So, and it's always a good pick it down because you never know what the rules are going to change to next, you know. Yeah. Um, no complaints, man, but it's given me the opportunity to breathe. So that's what I look at it. Start doing some of these things I was talking about, you know. What are some of the things that uh, what is first up on the thing to do list? Um, keep looking for opportunities when genetics are involved, man, you know. I just got into some uh, Panama Red that's supposed to have some lineage going back to the 70s. So, but you know, with this stuff here, like I said, it, it comes with a price, you know, not just the price of the genetics, but you're going to have to bank on another four weeks, you know, and plow. Can you do that? You know, and I'm at a point now yeah. where it's like, I think I'd like to try that, man. See what that's the magic key. You know, maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's the ingredient that some people just can't seem to fit in their recipe, man. It's adding that extra time, you know, because that does cost money. It does, too. It does, too. And, you know, I argued that fact with uh, Spartan Grown uh, a while back ago on Michigan Bros. Grow Show. And I was swinging that hammer ah, mm -hmm. uh, uh, and that was uh they were running a longer wheat strain there at the facility yeah. that he's working at and i'm like you know is it worth it you know and that's i still wonder that as far as in a business sense is a home grower and somebody that wants to grow my own quality medicine yes worth it definitely worth it you know there's a mean? risk that reward extra, there man but as far as like a business now, looking at it as a business aspect, and this is why I hate this is why I hate fucking recreational because <laughs> I'm not even I'm not even on that level, and I understand yeah. that you know what I mean. Yeah. And once it comes up to that, it's not you know as 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 somebody that would be producing them a medicine on that kind of scale. Or recreational, what do you call it when it's recreational? Because it's not medicine at that point, you know what I mean? It's yeah, not, I, yeah. Do you, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, why would I want to go 12 plus weeks? You know what I mean? 12 yeah. plus weeks and be able to get a few more cents on the dollar for <clears> the product <throat> because it's, you know, that much potent or do I, as a farmer, want to flip twice in that same twice? You'll you know get at what least I mean? one more cycle have, over that year, yeah. Not, yeah, not just one, but, you know, it's, it's the way you set up. And I, you can have much more. But in the same cycle of your, you know, your 12-plus week strain, I can almost pump out two quick flips you know what i mean some hybrids and that's and where you twice the yield but see that's where you define where's that you know, quality well, and where's that cachet man can you can you get, charge I, extra for that can you chase that fire when it's hot that see that's what i'm saying there can you charge that extra more i that's what i'm that's my ploy 
that's my yeah. employee. You'll be able to get a couple extra cents out of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But me as a producer, it, it, does it make more sense to me to get twice as much, flip twice as much, and get, you know. It depends where your motivation a, is, man. Yeah. I agree. I agree. But where it's not my motivation. I understand. We're talking about my heart's in the right place, but when yeah. it comes to on a bigger level, their motivation is fuck that twelve plus week strain. I'm going with twice as much. Well, <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll I think give you that's an analogy, man. Big I'll money. give you an analogy. That's where their hearts at. Be You'll make in, their hearts in their wallet. <laughs> You'll make more money consistently shooting par in golf than you will trying to, to make the miraculous shot or the uh, the big money shot, you know, trying to, to go for the ultra low score because there's a lot of risk involved there. But if you just go out like you're saying, produce what you know, produce what works, get that timing down, you can put out a lot more product. And overall, I think you'll probably make more money in the long run. But yeah, it's a big right change up, man. I'm scared of the wreck. I, that's what scares me about the wreck red level. Yeah. The medical the side of things, man. the heart's in the right place. We're worried about quality. We, we've got the patience and the heart for that longer run because it's our mm -hmm. medicine. We want the most out of it. But yeah. when it comes to the recreation, it's it's now it's the motivation's money. It's, you know, it's, it's hard not to keep man. out that motivation, man. It's hard not to. Oh, man, you already see it to a certain extent. And I'm afraid once when it comes to that that scale, that motivation, a lot of the cannabis is going to fall from to the wayside because them, that yeah. big dollar guy, they're only going to want to run certain big flippers, them big yields that they can flip, you know, twice yeah. the time of, you know. Yeah, and they've got a great name. They, that will come into it as well. You know, the name that's already makes a big aspect. deal now, man. Isn't it sad though? The marketing aspect of it, when you're as far as way it's being pushed to consumers, you know what? There's I mean, a market that thrives on that, though, man. It's sad when you go into a one provisioning center and you go buy a strain, and there's nothing wrong with. Breeders putting out, you know, strain t-shirts supposed to promote your shit. But I'm saying is, you know, as we come out and it's you go buy your strain and come out with a t-shirt, you know, from the provisioning center. I think things have gotten a little bit too commercial at that point, you know. I shouldn't be able to buy a hat and shirt shoes. <laughs> oh cookie. Bang. I don't well, know. it's that you can't go around too much without you know everybody where's the runs where's the runs man you know that kind of thing and they're turp chasing man you know that's what I they were you. trying to sell off them shirts that i just showed like the one you have on great mm -hmm. lady by the way great mm -hmm. genetics i i think they should be more like concert t-shirts to be honest with you you should be able to only be able to pick one up or, you know, if you want to support them, but you know what I mean? It no, shouldn't be it, like man. when you go, when you go buy a sack at the provisioning center that they're, mm -hmm. you know, they're rolling your purchase up in a t-shirt. Uh, that's a nice idea, man. I like that. When it reaches that point, it's, it's too.
No, I like that idea, man. That's all right. I think that should be that way. You walk off a little something, a little advertisement too, you know. It'd be make it would make me feel better about if it were included like that about some of the crazy prices they get for some of that cannabis. It's, hey, it's whatever the market bears. I'll I'll do it on occasion, but I'm pretty cheap when it comes to buying seeds, man. I like auctions. Uh, I like buying in bulk knowing that I'm going to go through it at some point, you know, or I'm going to give it away, you know? So. Yeah, that's the other thing, man. I don't want to be doing that uh, Boots to Roots project with uh, FEMS or auto flowers unless it's coming from somebody else. Myself, I want to, you know, get people to be able to learn how to clone, learn how to selectively breed, you know, do their own stuff. Sustainability. That's the beautiful part about the photos that I've always liked. You know, once you find yep. that one, if you, if it does, you know, fire you up it checks all the boxes man you can actually keep that that's that's what about it you you talked about earlier about you know the consistency of the medicine well when we're talking about photos and stuff like that and you've done your own phenol honey you find yeah. that gem you can clone and keep that consistency forever you know what i mean you found the one that exactly. works for you you know and you the, the option of keeping it forever it's pretty much there as long as you keep the lights on <laughs> keep a heart about going in there keeping the water you're good yeah. yeah and it shouldn't have to be that hard to do something like that to be able to have that sustainability for yourself you know i don't think enough people think it's obtainable or, you know, I know a lot of people will have caregivers because it's difficult for them to, to grow, you know, whether it's their living situation or whatever it might be. But there's a lot of people who just, you know, it's too much of a mental challenge for them until they realize what's involved. But that's the, that's the aspect that, that I've seen across the board as well, Prometheus, is the growing you know people kind of view it as a panic kind of moment but man it's one of the most mental clarifying parts of the day for me to be honest with you i can stress out about a lot of shit all fucking day long but it, i may stress even about getting into the room and watering or whatever but once i've grabbed that fucking water pail the water hose or whatever i'm using you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. once i'm in the room and doing the task Wow, does the rest of the fucking bullshit fade? That's the best metal medicine there is, is actually yeah. being in the garden. And, you know what I mean? Once you kind of realize that, that's what looks a lot of people, man. That's, I say that a lot too, man. The cultivation part of it, that side of it, it's every bit of therapeutic as sitting here and smoking. Shit. I just want to try to remove one of the obstacles, you know, and that being the price of genetics and that you know, or the availability of it. Because even when I started two years ago, man, you know, I was scared shitless making my first purchase overseas and uh, didn't know how to get a hold of genetics. I was so still prohibition, you know, Michigan had just gone wreck. You know, they had the Horticulture Association of America in 1974 realized the therapeutical uh, benefits of growing not cannabis but growing 
just rolling and tried to approach the government and I wanted to make them methods be known as part of a, a, a comeback for veterans and stuff, even back then as an alternative medicine to some of the shit that was being uh, pushed. You know what I mean? They knew mm-hmm. back then that, you know, horticulture and even more so now with cannabis, you know, to me, I can see the benefits flat out of growing whatever, checking on your plants, once you kind of mm-hmm. get in that, you know, house plants, whatever, I'm sure that's what it needs to be pushed as then, maybe tomatoes, gardens in general. But when it's your own medicine, you're seeing it through from start to finish, man, it's more special. It's more <laughs> empowering. I mean, it's it's therapeutical all the way through. You know, that first harvest, smoking your medicine, this, once you make it through that harvest, that hard time, and received all the benefits of growing it, then you do this right here. Yeah, this is empowering. This oh, is fucking time, empowering. Man. Once you made it to this stage of it right mm-hmm. here, this is my medicine. I did this. Well, guess what? Now I've got a whole new attitude about what else I can fucking do. Exactly. You know what I mean? I exactly. did this. I did this. Now what else can I fucking do? I see and this that, was you know, being that's... kept from me too. This was being kept away from me. You know, now I have this and I have this power to be able to do different things with this also. And again, man, that's one of the beautiful things about what you're trying to do, brother. I don't know if you're understanding that part about it or not. Especially, you know, that, especially with the people you're trying to work with, brother. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the key here. It's a lot of the people that come back from doing what you're doing, doing what you said, like you said, a lot of things that they didn't want to do, they do for the right reasons, for what they think is the right reason, then they come home and then struggle through life. You know what yeah. I mean? And they have a hard time getting through. And once they can actually have that empowerment back, brother, that the medication that you were talking about, getting that growing going and getting that fucking can-do back, man, that can-do it's gold, man. People need that can do. It is, it's waking them up. That's the part when you, if you've done the medicine and you're smoking it and you've got that can do back, that's the pickup that mm-hmm. a lot of great veterans need to realize that, you know, they don't need the government or anybody else. They can no. do back to themselves and do, you know, be the awesome people that they were. I still are. You know what well, I mean? That's 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 the awesome thing that you're helping with right there is helping people get that back, brother. Yeah. And you know, that's that's awesome. That's fucking awesome. Well, what the government can give you, it can also take away from you too. We've seen, you know, local municipalities like up in Clio trying to limit what caregivers can do, you know, and starting to take away the benefit there or trying to. You know, and that could happen just as easily with what our ability here in the state is. I could say we had a change of heart and boom, there goes your count, you know. And that could be a push towards that mediocre government we we were talking about. I mean, I think federal legality is a great carrot to be dangling out there, but I don't think it's real. I think it's a distraction. 
I got to agree with you. And it's sad, you know, and the only thing that will keep pushing it through right now is not, and I don't, I think it's, again, it's not the heart of the cannabis community that will push it through. Uh, the fangs, the fangs, the fangs of the wallet have already mm -hmm. started to sink in. Oh, That's yeah. cool. That'll be, that'll be the push. And again, and I, I understand and I respect what you do, brother, wholeheartedly, both as a veteran and a medical provider, brother. Mm -hmm. But, you know, as I know, again, I, I say, I, re, I gotta say this one last time. I respect you wholeheartedly. But it's, I've, I've had a lot of people in my family that have been caught up in the pharmaceutical mess. You know, yeah. You know, it spins out of control. And I, I think that I've said this a lot of times. They don't want to see medical cannabis. They, we, it's too big of a threat. I don't know. If you don't have to agree with me here, you hmm. know, as a medical provider, I'm not asking you to jump on my train and go, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think they, they realize that it is a good medicine and it has a lot of a lot of applications across the board. It, it can be very useful and yeah. very detrimental to their pocketbook because even though uh, there will probably never be that consistency that you want to see, yeah. But there is the possibility of each individual patient finding that one that we talked about and be able to sustain themselves for free yeah. for the rest of their lives. And they, they won't make no money off it. They don't want to see that. But no. if they can, now if they can back the other side of it, the recreational side, it's a win-win for them. As I mm -hmm. spoke of before, research will go down they'll still be able to push their poisons just like as they were and everybody yeah. will be happy because they still have their cannabis the only difference is now good sir is they'll be able to keep prescribing us their medication and now they'll be able to take their profits and invest in cannabis <laughs> recreational cannabis yay their savior and they'll yeah. make more money off they'll they'll pocket they'll they'll, they'll play both sides Mm -hmm. That's what I'm afraid of. That's awesome. That's my cannabis nightmare for me. Well, it'll become a political tool, man. It has to, because there's too much to be gained from it. You know, I mean, why was it essential? Because it created a great tax revenue. And they, there has to be a tax revenue coming in if you're not having all these businesses working. You know, something's got to keep the ship afloat, man. You know. Our state is a bloated behemoth when it comes to spending money, man. Let's face it. You know, you just drive around, you can see all the work that's being done on the roads. You know, and there's a lot of people still not working. So how's that getting paid? There's one other thing, too, that I want to throw in on that argument of mine is, mm. you know, once they push that recreational aspect of it, that a lot of, you know, yay, 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 we can smoke pot. What's going to happen next once they money gets their things into that shit? That home grow, they're going to put all their money that they're, they're fucking cashing in on all their purchases. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're buying pot. They're going to fucking, they're going to do the political thing, start filling them pockets. No more home grow. No more yeah. home grow. No more home grow. And I can see that happening. Again, that feeds, that feeds the pharma side too. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? If you can't sustain yourself at home legally, well, then you're stuck in back into the pharma medicine. Yeah, can't have people they're, using they're all that wild ass weed they're growing in home, man. Come on, that shit's some powerful shit. You know? That's why, man, I encourage everybody to, like I said, man, get that card, man. The fight, it's they make it sound good, but the fight's far from over. I As agree. Like you pointed out here, man, even in Michigan, even in uh, Kyle Flushing there, Flushing's had it out for cannabis for day one. I don't even mm-hmm. know if you know that. I've lived in that area. You've Even since medical, you have not been able to grow even as a caregiver within the city lines of Flushing. Yeah. They, if they came to your house, man, you had big trouble back then. Now they're just trying to outright make sure you can't do it, period. They're trying to spread it a little bit. They're, they're tightening the wheels. But that's their right to do that, though, man. You know? And, okay. and you know, it's you're not bound to have to live there. You know, it's, I mean, and market might make it difficult for you to move if that if you decide it's more important to have your cannabis rights, you know, depending on where you live. But, you know, that's the great thing about it, too, though, is you're not having the overbearing arm of either the state or the federal saying our rules supersede yours. You know, you give people a voice and an opportunity to be able to do it because for every no, there is another yes somewhere else. And the more yeses, the more it spreads. So you have to have those opportunities to, in order to get the yeses, you got to uh, accept that there's going to be some no. Yes, there, there will be some no's, undoubtedly. But it doesn't mean they're permanent. Want all right, right, right. But if we're out there, man, least... let's get that dab song going. I'm going to spark up another joint, man. I'm going to be hot boxing it here. Let's get the dab saw going. That's... Who wants to hear the dab song? That's a silly question, to be honest with you. <laughs> I have to use, like, the more, it's the more, like, I don't know. I want It's a more game showy version of the dab yeah. song. No, but I want to talk to you more about that, man. I want to talk to you more about that because I uh, I feel a lot about that. Um, people's ability to, uh, to to grow what they want or to do what they want. I think it's it's a plant for God's sakes, man. What what serious harm can it do? Okay, my yeah, there in Detroit, there at one point they were, you know, hey, urban gardens were no problem. Just growing your own vegetables. Yeah. No you know, I don't see a problem in growing your own medicine, that's for sure. No. Yeah. And again, I appreciate you, the fact that, you know, you, you are in the medical field and that you're open-minded. And that was more last with the basic question when this all started was, you know, I, in my opinion, that a lot of the people in the medical field that I have come across, even though they may not say it at work, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, mm-hmm. will say, yeah, I'm becoming more and more uh, op- uh, open to cannabis. You know what I mean? As someone mm-hmm. has been a, somewhat of a medical value. You know, I'm not, again, asking doctors to come all the way, you know, oh, yeah, it's a miracle medicine. All no, it's not everything, man. Is, 
No, it's not. God, you, mm-hmm. you would have to be stone silly to think it's the end all be all. It's not. It's uh-huh. not, to be honest with you. I mean, you need doctors to sew your arms back on. And they're, they're, yeah. they're, they're, you know, there's there's a time and a place for everything. But all I'm yeah. asking is, you know, it needs to be in their repertoire, basically. You know, it's just like anybody else, somebody in my profession, mm-hmm. I, when I show up to a job, any tile, construction in general, I want every possible tool in my toolbox to do the best possible job I can do. And yeah. I think that's no difference with a doctor and that a cannabis should be in their their toolbox and their tool shed. If it, you know what I mean? I don't think they should be hindered in, you know. So I, you know, that's, and I, I've, I've seen more and more become more optimistic about it. Yeah. But I don't, it's not being, it's not welcomed at this point still. No, and, no. No. And let me clear up one thing, man. I've been growing for two years. I haven't worked bedside in over three years. So I was always stone sober when I worked bedside, man. And I had, I don't administer medication, nothing like that, man. So uh, that's why I'm able to freely use, I think. I mean, I'm not giving consultation on somebody's medical condition. I'm not trying to diagnose or anything crazy like that. So, but yeah, no, it's, it's good to be able to know about it because it's out there. It's, prevalent man it is prevalent it is everywhere whether it's cbd whether it's thc it's you know rosin it's diamonds and sauce it's everything man it's all out there so and again this is just conversation's sake i am not trying to strike any nerves and if i do prometheus please Tell me to piss off. I'm a nurse. I don't have any feelings, man. Come on. So this is what I'm saying. So if my if I rushed into surgery and you know the guy that's working on me has a terrible bad back for one reason or another, uh, he's not allowed to. You know what I mean? Medication is medication. If my, you know, and I would feel that way to be honest with you, as somebody that was coming in, and I would want my physician to need whatever he needs to be and to be top of his game to be in there. Yeah. And if well, cannabis kept him level-headed and focused before, fucking smoke that shit, man. Get in here and save yeah. my life, man. That's the way I feel it, and that's the same thing, you know. I don't think that it's still, there should be an eye raise if so he does have that back and he has to take, I, I'm terrible. I don't even, I'm so not into pharmaceutical medicine. I can't even give you an example for like pain that would affect his ability, but I'm sure Norco. there's a lot of pain medication. Yeah, <laughs> he could take a Norco and be, you know what I mean, for his pain and it would be acceptable for him because he prescribes it every day and he knows whatever and you know, so that there should be some different. I would honestly be leery of the doctor around the Norco before my doctor. Well, that is the one. That is the one good thing about cannabis is you can turn it on when you want to, and it can you can pretty much figure out or be able to pull your head out of your ass enough 
um, if you need to, as long as you're not, you know, what I'm doing right now, seriously blazing one after another after another, you know. I wouldn't be able to make sound judgments right now, and I'm not expected to, <laughs> and I would refuse to. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just, that's just responsibility in general. You know what yeah. I mean? But if I you had know. to work in the morning, I would probably be a sound mind, be able to do it. But you would still be able to find THC in my system because of the way it's metabolized. Oh, with that being said, too, man, I, you know, I, I've ingested cannabis and I don't think I, it's so every day with me. I don't think it actually messes up my judgment like that. You know, they, there's even studies that people with driving and cannabis, long-term cannabis users and driving, as far as it affecting their ability to drive, it's been way over-exaggerated for mm -hmm. years. Uh, but again, would, would you want me to come jump on your roof or work on your houses after a handful of fucking oxys or whatever to, for my back pain? Or would you rather me fucking blaze a joint to help get me out of the truck and get me into yeah. the yard. Yeah. I I think I'm more level headed smoking well, that one on the way versus you know the other that's not anything. a hypothetical man. That's not a hypothetical. That's a reality every day for people, man. You gotta figure out who you're hiring, the meth head or the pothead. Which one is the one that's gonna be the more apt to do it? The tweaker or the toker, man. Take your choice. I tell you what, I'll hire the toker any day, <laughs> any day, any day. You know that. I know that because, you know, there's usually just one kind of meth. But, you know, you could have the sativa smoker. You could have the indica smoker. It depends who's on the job site that day. You know what I mean? Yeah, but man, <laughs> I still don't. No. I don't see it. I don't see it. I'll, I'll, take, I'll take the canvas guy every day too, man, but, you know. That's just me. I know. Uh, it's, it, again, it, not encouraging it by any means. Any means. And, I, you know, I a lot of people, and I don't think it hinders my ability at all, to be honest with you. You know, I think I've people actually need been to experience known, it, man. People need to experience it. I've actually been known for my quality, my craftsmanship throughout my my whole career and i've used cannabis all all through you know granted if i need a level-headed i i don't feel like it's a necessity mm -hmm. but have i used it on the job you know safety meeting lunch break whatever sometimes and yeah yes of course but only you know i'm using it with my better judgment you know what i mean fill those gaps right <laughs> yeah but i I tell you this one one for sure i've i've had i've never advertised my company uh -huh. once and i've been able to work for myself for fucking almost 30 years yeah one of the just by quality jobs great craftsmanship so i uh -huh. honestly can say that you know it has an effect hindered my ability my craftsmanship at all because that's flat out what i'm known for in, in that world yeah you know and it's yeah so i don't think that's 
Uh, I can't say that's hindered that at all. No, there's only a few places where I think it really matters because if you really look around you, we are swimming in alcohol and Xanax and um, what's the other one, man? Uh, uh, you got Adderall going on. You've got cannabis going on. You've got all kinds of stuff going on, man. You don't know what anybody next to you might have in their system or what's happening. So to sit there and try to point the finger at one thing and say that's not going to be acceptable, I think it's kind of hypocritical and not realist about what's so, really going on. I have to ask this, brother. I hmm. have to ask this as somebody that is uh, in the medical field. Do you see a lot of that? Because you you see the tests on the other side. Do you ever, is there like a lot of like something happens, you have to pull that fucking blood work and then you're like, no shit. <laughs> that guy's got that in their system? That's fucking, I can't believe that shit. How many times do you see, you know, somebody that, you know, you wouldn't expect it with something in their system? That oh, would normally. First thing is, is you never look at anybody and have an expectation about anything. If you do that, you're a lot less likely to be let down. You know, if you just accept that shit happens to people and not a lot of times do people go out of their way to try to make shit happen. Sometimes just bad things happen to people. But um, I don't do that kind of nursing at this point. But before you learn so much just through an admission process of what people are taking, you can pretty much figure what's going on and connect the dots about things. But there's a lot of people using medication for crutches for things, you know, and I'm not one to judge whether or not they need it or not. You know, somebody who has a higher authority than me has decided they do. And that's what it is. You know, that's all I can say about that. But I, I stopped making judgments about that stuff real quick, man, when I got involved, you know, because uh, you don't know what people go through. I agree with that. You know, and you see, the, you see the same mistakes being made by different people, and you're just like, hey, look, it's just like a, a, a process that happens, you know. Now, to sit there and put a blind eye to it for whatever reason is, is criminal, I think. But to understand it and try to know the origin of how it happens and how it can happen to people and to be accepting that there sometimes it just happens. Man, it took me a long time in life to, to develop that, that aspect that I would love to be honest with you. And it, it was a lot of the growing in this with this show in the last year, to be honest with you. Cancellations and shit like that, last minute, you know. And it, I, at first, I kind of, you know, it made me a little pissy. And then I started, you know, man, you don't know what the fuck's going on on the other side. You know, I mean, think of that you know, shittiest day, whatever, loved one hurt, heaven forbid, whatever. You don't know. You ain't got no right to be pissy. You know what I mean? And then I, you know, I, once I realized that, you know, it was like, hey, fuck this, man. Life's too short to even question, you know, that or whatever. It you know, gets shorter and shorter, too, man. There's another day. There's another day. We'll do, it. We'll do another day. 
you want to do another day i understand no hard feelings man i got through it you got through it let's talk about it yeah <laughs> you know what i mean let's talk about it when we can talk about it man there's a way there's a way to do it man and i i do i appreciate you you your outlook on that especially in the medical field you know i could i, I can honestly see as you say that could hinder you know treatment if you actually took some kind of judgment you know what i mean put yourself and took an angle on the judgment angle i could honestly see how that could you know yeah, hinder well, care. you know the worst thing is is you know you never know how somebody is going to react to like about four or six hours after they've been admitted and things start to wear off of what they might have been taking outside and a lot of times, you know, you may not get the same, you know, whole cadre of medications you take at home when you're in the hospital. Because sometimes they like to turn off certain things and because we're trying to treat a certain problem, we get that problem fixed, you can go back home. You know, you'll still have all the other problems you had before, but we're worried about this problem. We get that one fixed, you can go home now, you know. So that's people don't get that sometimes there's all kinds of things going on in there oh that brings up a whole new aspect of reason why i got respect for people like yourself man hmm. as you said they come in in their worst state a lot of times drunk whatever don't even know why they're there. Don't want to be there. Mm -hmm. You know, I, and then you you guys are tasked to try to calm them down and help them. With a lot of times they don't want to be helped or whatever. No, know? it's crazy, man. I mean, you get to see all different kinds of people, but you know the thing is, is you get a pretty good rounded view of what humanity is really like. And you know, there's a lot of different people. There's a lot of different circumstances. And you learn not to be so judgmental about things. You know, don't I was, don't treat people for what they have happening in their life. You know, if you're a cancer patient, man, your cancer doesn't define you as a person. You're so much more to you than that. You know, you just happen to be going through this, you know. And that's what you got to remember is this is just a diversion in their life or something. You know, so is that the, the honestly, as I think about it, I hear you talk about it. Is is that the way it kind of works? I mean, most people cope with whatever they do in several different ways, but I can see the medical field being a tough one. Either you know, it would you'd have to either one or two do one of two things hmm. to be able to survive in your industry, and that would what either be a be rock hard and cold as hell <laughs> or go the other route, which I think you've done and went the super compassionate route. It's woken you up to, you know, like you said, you see, you've seen more as you've seen, you understand, you know, mm -hmm. that, you know, life isn't always perfect and people take the routes, but whatever. If it, so is it hopefully more lenient to the compassionate side or is it? I wish it was man. Harder to, yeah i think what happens is you get a lot of burnout 
you know, and, you know, you got to rotate people out, man. I mean, everybody, I think, should have to go through like a med surge type rotation, which is anything and everything that comes off the street, you know, all your general stuff, anything like that. Um, it teaches you that people walk around with conditions you wouldn't think they'd be able to, but the human body is amazing in the way it's able to compensate and survive. And you find out a lot about what people are capable of and what they go through and all the different walks and you learn to serve. That's really what it is. So is it, you know, as we're sitting here talking and I've asked the question of, you know, hard or soft, basically. Oh, you start off soft, you get hard, man. Trust me. But you learn when to turn it on, when to turn it off. Not everybody needs that. But you got to, you know what you use hard for you? You use hard to manage chaos. I'm glad you, I'm glad you threw that aspect into, because the other aspect that I was going to wonder is Hmm. the addiction. Is that, is that what makes the heart in the position, to be honest with you, would be the, the addiction? Because, unfortunately, I've been in emergency rooms for many of things, and it's always injuries, man. Yeah. <laughs> man, my medical record's probably about this thick. Of, I bet, man, know, I bet. Crazy shit that I've done and injuries, mm-hmm. motorcycle accidents, whatnot. But uh, every time I'm in there, and I'm waiting in the ER for one reason or another. I, uh-huh. I hear the doctors. I see the patients. I know what you're talking about. The people that, you know, are frequent in there, you know, they don't have any other alternative to, That's to it, man. medication or whatever, to, but fake another injury and get themselves in there. To And I've seen that. And I've seen the frustration in doctors. That's why I asked. It's that what makes them hard. Because it would seem like that's where the frustration would be come from. Your genuine heart, you know, genuine heart when the person comes in, they're just laying there in the stretcher fighting for their life. And then you've, and then one room over, you've got whoever that's been there for the 10th time this week. And it's just fucking wasting your time just to kind of get high and chill, you know. Is that what? Uh, the hardening comes from I don't think you see that so much right now I think there's so much selectivity of what they allow into the hospital at this point I can't really say what's happening today but when I started out you saw more situations like that and um, we've lost a lot of our safety nets that people used to use for that man people that have for mental health you know, and other aspects that we decided we don't want to um, use that part of identity to, you know, put that label on somebody. So they bounce around a lot in the hospital system because there's no way to really treat them except for the things that they're presenting with. But it's not the root core of what's causing the problems, you know. Uh, things like schizophrenia, that's a degenerative disease. You know, people don't last a long time with schizophrenia because the body just starts wearing down on itself, you know. So you deal with that kind of stuff, man. It's hard. It really is. Let me tell you something. You don't get paid good money to do jobs that are easy. 
you know, and it may not look like it's, you know, sweaty brow all the time, which it is a lot of times, but it puts you through a lot of mental and emotional trauma at times. I used to tell people, you see me panic, you know, it's time to run. All right. But for the most part, I can hold myself in most situations. You know, I've been around a lot of different things, you know, angry patients, coding, you know, stuff like that. But, you know, I was in the military for eight years too, you know? And, you know, we, I got myself straight pretty early on in life, you know, but I can't stay still in a lot of places. <laughs> That's my problem, man. <laughs> I like experiences, you know? I guess, man. It sounds like uh, you've, you've had yourself in such a serious place, such a serious environment uh, for a very long time. I hope you mm. do find time to uh, enjoy, cut down, you know, cut back and uh, enjoy life a little bit, not be so serious. Uh, oh, I do. It takes do. its toll on you well, as well, my friend. That can take its toll on you as well. Yeah, it's one of those things, though. Um... I've been told so many times by the people I work for that, you know, really appreciate having me there, uh, a good guy for people, a good assist, you know, that sort of thing. So I feel I'm where I need to be right now and I'm doing what I need to be doing, you know? So I'm, I'm happy. What, I see you come strolling into my room. That's what I, the thing I'm going to say <laughs> when I see you. I think I'm in the place I need to be right now. Help me, brother. Somebody gets it. Somebody gets it, man. I know this guy. He gets it. Yeah, I know, man. I know. No, I know what you're saying, too. And sometimes it is like that. You know, you, you get some people that are like that. Uh, we've had patients that they just don't like certain people. And some people, they, they get a good vibe off of them. They like it, you know. And you end up having those kind of situations. So I enjoy the places I see it now. So unfortunately, if you see me in that type of environment, please take good care of me. Nah, something would have <laughs> had to gone had to gone so completely sideways for that to happen, man. I don't even want to think about it, you know. I'm at a point where I'm not looking back at that same gee whiz. I, I want to get in there, you know? Nah, no. Oh, I'm no. Done. Oh, no. Even if I, you're walking through the hallway and you hear my name, I'm expecting you to strap on them gloves. I want to take care of this guy. <laughs> I keep telling my neighbor that, man. She keeps talking. Uh, there's there's a, a guy I live around who's uh, not in the best of shape. And she's like, you're going to have to do something about that. I said, no, you don't understand. I'm the uh, the kind of nurse that knows how to dial 911, you know. <laughs> That's the kind of nurse I am here, man. He needs to be sent to the hospital. Now, I'm not going to go in there and try to do anything that he's, you know, this is a chronic condition, you know. I'm not going to save the day. That's not going to happen. No. No, that doesn't happen, man. I'm laying low at home. I'm cool. I don't have to go out and save the world, man. That's for young people to do. Yeah. 
It's a tough job, man. So don't get me wrong. It is a tough job. Everybody looks at it and says, oh, that doesn't look like it's too bad when they see it on TV and shit. You know, and it's, no, no, they don't show you. <laughs> they don't show you even a tenth of what really it is, man. How can it not be? How can it not be? Even your heart being in the right place, you know, you're taking in sadness throughout the whole day, pain, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? You yeah. don't see it hardly see them when they're in a good mood. Everything's going great. No, it's I'm in pain. It yeah. helped me. I've got a shitty story. I need help. You know, and as a person, you know, you gotta absorb a lot of that throughout the yeah. day. That'd be tough. That'd be yeah. tough. Well, you know, I kind of learned how not to get surprised by people by working in that job too, because you never know what a person's going to do at times, you know? And I've had people all of a sudden, you know, 